I just want to give you a bit of an insight into the AFL Enjoys team. We're a bunch of unique individuals, Matza, Svenda, and Dean. We're going to engage with our minds and our hearts. We're going to exchange ideas, thoughts, and even our energy. And to speak from your heart, you need to have courage. You need to be honest and authentic. We're not always going to get it right, and sometimes you're not going to agree with us. But that's okay, because just like you, we care. Just like you, we're passionate about the game. So if you want to come along for the ride, join us at the AFL Enjoys podcast, because we really enjoy the footy. Hello and welcome back to the AFL Enjoys podcast. My name is Dean. I'm joined again by the boys, fellow enjoys of the AFL, James Massa and George Fender. How's it going, boys? How's it going, Dean? I've been better, George. Thank you. So, <laughs> so have I. That's, yeah, all three of us, really. Uh, what's going on, mate? Yeah, we've all got reasons to be a bit upset this week, don't we, boys? Our yeah. teams, um, in more ways than one, in North's case, I guess, causing a bit of distress. So, George, obviously, the Blues. <laughs> the Blues have got yeah. no idea, mate. Yeah, they've got yeah, no idea. It's a little they? bit of a mess. I just want to say apologies in advance, probably for my lack of uh, footy uh, knowledge for the week, just because I was in uh, Tassie. Trying to negotiate the stadium, trying to push it through. Um, uh, they're playing, you know, hard bargain the uh, the Tassie peeps. Um, but now nah, let's get the stadium happening, man. Let's go. See, man, they wanted their own team, and now we've given it to them. Yeah, and just I gave them a name, Tassie Thunder. Like That's it's it. it's you know it's it's ready to go, man. But got the That's franchise it. ready, but nah, all good. Thanks for good doing God's work down there, mate. Yeah, which, which, <laughs> hey, we can only do what we can do, man. You know, <laughs> someone has to do it. Someone has to do it. Um, I thought this week, boys, given the bit of the controversy with the Clarko situation, I thought before we even get into the games, specifically because when we get to the North game, I think there's enough to talk about without touching on that stuff then. So, um, look, honestly, I don't have much to say when it comes to speculation, what happened, all that sort of stuff. But I want your guys' take on how it's sort of been handled. Obviously, everything you read is like, how has it gotten to this point and nothing's happened? Like, no movement, no one's allowed to speak and, and say and speak their mind. Um, I don't know if you heard uh, Dr. Sonia Hood, North Melbourne's uh, president, I believe she is. She um, went in pretty hard on the Hawks specifically because apparently their involvement in all of this in uh, relaying information, maybe preparing North for what's to come was non-existent. Um, So they knew a lot more information before it became more public or whatever has become public. So um, I don't know. Marta, how are you feeling as a North fan, I guess, regardless Uh, of what's going on? Yeah, it, honestly, it's it's tough to see. And I think uh, my first thought was I saw it and I'm like, it's going to be okay because Clarko will come back. But it's it hurts to see a guy who, you know, he's, you know, he's, seeing him go through this sort of stuff, you know, on a public level and, you know, it happens to be our coach, which makes it even worse. Um, yeah, nah, it's, it's pretty disappointing that the AFL hasn't uh, pushed this investigation and, you know, try to get it done and allow – look, you got to get the guy – got to give the guy the chance to speak, you know. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry about that. That was a <laughs> voice crack there. Um, I personally, when I saw that um, – I just woke up, I saw the statement, Clarko is not going to be coaching uh, indefinitely. I was just like, man, are you kidding me? How mm. has it gotten to this point where my club again – as a coach leaving again, we have an interim coach. Yeah, credit to Radden for stepping up, by the way, friend of the pod. But at least yeah, you've got an experienced coach to take over, though. At least we do. But man, how has it happened again? Obviously, we had Lee Adams stepping in last year. We had um, David Noble was there not a long time. Then we had mm. Reese Shaw situation. Just the coaches alone, it's let alone four, everything else that's gone on. It's like four in like seventeen rounds. I know something crazy like that. Like the stats. And then we, just, wow. we had Sonia Hood um, recovering yeah. from cancer as well. Our president. 
we've had the Jason Old Francis situation, which seems small in, on the scale of all of this other stuff. Yeah. But that that one just, that one's borderline a positive at this point. Yeah, we'll like, talk about, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll yeah, talk we about that. But we will. it just seems like this club can't catch a break. It's one of those things where when you're down, you're down. Like nothing can go right. Obviously, we'll talk about the game as well later. But mm. um, yeah, for me, I don't, what's your take on it all, George? How are you as an outsider, maybe without the North emotion? I don't know much about it. To yeah. be honest with you. But you're right. It was it, they did have that cloud around the scandal before Clarkson actually got the job. Mm. So it seemed like maybe it wasn't going to be that big of a deal. But yeah, to to have the interruption in the middle of the season really hurts you guys. So yeah, I can't remember who mm. I saw or what I read rather. But an ex Hawthorne player, I think he's in the media. It might have been Jordan Lewis, but I'm not going to say that as a fact. But there was a story that Clarko he's gone to fuel up at some server and they refused to serve him. Um, because assuming he's a racist and, and didn't want to deal with him. So things like that. That's that's crazy. That's man. probably just one of many examples of how he's been treated in his personal life, like outside the footy world. Yeah. Um, people just assuming because he hasn't had the chance to defend himself. So for me, whatever happened, we don't know, obviously. I'm not going to talk about that. But um, yeah, if the man's getting treated so poorly and in his mind um, wrongly, that's, that's hard. It's like when they say someone's cancelled. Yeah, that's basically. And that's... That's rough to see. That's tough to see in the footy world because there's no, we don't know what's really going on. So, yeah. but yeah, anyway. 100%. Um, anyway, look, yeah, we'll move on to the actual footy, but I guess, yeah, I hope it all gets resolved. We get our coach back. Things go back to normal. Yeah. Um, Do you think that you're going to get him back or are you scared that it might be the end? No, um, I think we're getting him back. Sonia Hood spoke on the radio saying she'll be, like, you can never rule it out, but she'll be shocked if he never coaches again and mm. should be sooner rather than later, hopefully. Yeah, I agree. That's that's why I say it as well. Um, we'll see. Fair enough. Yeah, just thought we should have to touch on that, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's huge um, news in the AFL world this week, so yeah. Absolutely. Um, look, I guess on to more positive things. Let's talk about that Friday night game. I'm going to hand it over to George because this guy, he spoke up butters on the pod last time. Mate. Man likes his butters, man. Mate, I said that. This guy's one of my favorite players. You did. And he performed. But I actually think that he's the most informed player in the comp at the moment. And, Can't and argue you know what? Now. The coaches' votes are going to back that up because I think he's gone back to back to back. He's going to get another 10 votes now. The guy's probably in Brownlow contention. Well, you know what? Funny you mentioned that because the nine things we learned on the AFL app um, actually says the number one, Zach Butters can win a Brownlow. There you go. So it's not just yourself that's on the Zach it's Butters It's the legendary range. Damien Barrett. Was it? I don't know who wrote that actually, but does he not um, do that? Or oh, he does the preview? One. He does the other yeah, ones. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he does. He, I think he does them all. I don't know. But Friend of the what, pod. Yeah, he. Um, <laughs> what a performance, mate! That was one of the best individual games I've seen in a very long time. Mm. He, he didn't. I don't think he made a mistake. And he's up against two bulls in the midfield. Like he's up against Melbourne in the wet. That's what I was going to mention. It's not yeah. just like a little bit of rain. It's sideways rain. And the other thing is, when Port play, so Port are obviously a very skilled team because when they were up against Western Bulldogs in the wet, I think round three or round four, whenever it was, they also destroyed them in the last quarter. Super clean, butters the same, Rosie the same. Mm-hmm. So they've backed it up twice in really terrible conditions and played really strong football. So they're just very skilled players. Yeah. Um, and I was I was having a look at this, and I think we had a little bit of chat, um, Dino last last night about a potential win-win situation with North and Port because you can understand if Port have Butters and Rosie who are young superstars, right? That's, that's just what they are. They can sell the farm for another young player like Horn Francis so that they have three like generational midfielders for the next 10 years. And you saw like they uh, – Butters was 
exceptional, right? 41 disposals. I think it's the seventh player in their history to get 40 possessions. So like in a tight-knit group. But Rosie was fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. And Horn Francis too, he, he has his moments like that that one-handed pickup handball that he gave to Rosie to kick that goal in the wet was ridiculous. Yeah. So that I've, I've said it many times with the Port, they have the, the young stars to carry this team forward. You put Willem Drew in there, he's not like a superstar, but he's handy. Ollie Wines is a Brownlow medalist. That's a really, really strong team, man. Yeah, well, they can't all be superstars. Like, you need your Drew, Willem Drew type players who can go That's in right. there and just, you know, um, do the grunt work, you know. But then when you got the, you know, the, as you said, the class of Rosie and Butters. He was just yeah. exceptional, mate. I think mm. When I was a kid and all throughout my adult life, right, people ask me what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I want to be Butters when I grow up. <laughs> I want to be Zach Butters, man. Oh, Why? Fair enough, man. Explain, explain, explain well, I further. Just see, I just see myself in him, man. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks like me, does he not? A little bit. A little, little bit. bit, yeah. Nah, same build, both good at footy. That's hey, it, man. Both, the same guy. Both chess players' bodies, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, nah, it, was nah. just, it was just a special performance, mate. And like up against a tough team, they like Port, they're a top four team. They just have to be considered a top four team. Yeah, well, you know how I've been invested in the first round pick that Port owes us this year. I'll tell you what. Forget I'm, about it. I'm at that point now where I'm thinking, you know what? Yeah. Whatever it is, it is. The best players aren't always chosen in order. Hopefully, we can pick the right kid because we're not getting a top 10 pick. Yeah. <laughs> that dream's uh, gone now, dead in the water. Yeah, for um, sure. I did want to mention as well, all of this impressive performance, like midfield aside, Charlie Dixon wasn't playing. And oh, he makes yeah. a big Todd impact. Todd Marshall wasn't playing either. Correct. So, and that they didn't have their... They're tools, and there was a, who's the other one as well. There's another Georgiades. Yeah, right. Mm. So like, kind of a, a makeshift. We use that word makeshift forward line. Yeah, oh, oh Lord, would have been. Oh Lord, he was playing, but maybe it suited them better because it was raining. So you don't really need tools. So it sort of it was a. In it, that circumstance, it worked out. You're so. right because it was a very midfield kind of clearance based um, performance, mm. and you know Petrarch and Oliver had their dominance in quarter three, brought it back. It was a tight game. But yeah, just an amazing like the their ability. I say their um, butters and Rosie, especially their ability to just mm. be clean through the through the midfield was just it was exceptional, really. Mm. Absolutely. Did you guys see it near the end of the game? One of the Mal- I think it was the Melbourne player slid in. It was obviously raining, as we've said, and he did like a soccer style studs up slide. I'll tell you what. If that was in soccer, that's a red card, mate. Like, <laughs> it was Jeez. an absolute hack. He almost like he could have broken his legs if he caught him more cleanly. It was actually like jokes aside. Anyone that saw that—that's one of the best parts of with the footy, though. You get uh, away with whatever you want. Yeah, bad. Oh, it was unreal. Um, and actually, I did want to touch on. You mentioned Horn Francis, and we'll talk a bit more later in more detail. But I actually want to say officially declare on the podcast. I'm over it. He's done. Yeah. In the sense of, oh, I'm never going to like the guy. Don't get me wrong, but. Mm. But you I, can segue into the yeah next game. Actually, bit, it is yeah? the next game. Yeah, you know what? segue into it, man. I forgot it was the next game. Yeah. I'm just going to say this. We've got Wardlaw and we've got Sheasel. And I'll tell you what, I was there at the game. We'll talk about my emotion of it all <laughs> in a moment. But the overwhelming emotion, despite what happened, is, man, those two boys. I've never been more excited about two prospects in my whole time supporting North. And, and I can convince myself of anyone. Mm. But Wardlaw's courage, his ferocity on the ball, he's tackling, his first step. He'll, he'll tackle someone and then just bounce up like a pogo stick <laughs> and tackle the next guy. Mm. All, he's been playing halfback all year, drafted as a forward. And we're thinking at some point, this kid's going to go forward. He went forward. He snaps <laughs> in two goals. 
Played in the run, guts as well, too. Played in the guts as well. He mm. could have had more goals, to be fair. He, he mm. could have actually iced the game towards the end, but missed a set shot. Um, but he, wherever he plays, this kid is just absolute class. Wardlaw was insane. Simkin played a great game. Um, I'll touch on some more later, but I just wanted to say, Horn, Francis, mate, no hard feelings. Um, hope you're enjoying SA. We're happy. We'll get another player this year as well. Um, yeah, all good, mate. I won't talk shit about you anymore. Yeah, nah, w- well said, man. Well said. Because Wardlaw is very similar, like player-wise, it's very similar to Juan Francis. It's just a very agile, strong player. And he's got a bit of class to him as well. Like there was the moment where he picks up the ball out of a contest in the forward 50, you know, sort of dances around a player, keeps keeps the ball in like, you know, one of those sort of holds the ball in like that. And then he um hits a target and led to a goal. That's... Man, not many players can do that. That's like a top five, ten player, you know, in the competition type play. So for him to be doing that, plus from this deal, obviously, you know, we're able to get him and Sheasel in the same, in the same uh, draft. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah, nah, it feels good, man. It feels really good. Well, the, that's kind of the, the parallel to Port is interesting because in one draft, they got Rosie Butters and Dersma Correct. and they've set them up. Mm-hmm. You, you guys are potentially set up in your midfield just off one draft now. Yeah. So that mm. it, if you nail a couple of really great players, you, you just you build your whole team around them. So, hundred percent, man. And when you factor in LDU's there still, obviously Simkin, in my opinion, he had a great game. He had man. a great he game. Great game. Our whole midfield, by the way, mm. Sydney couldn't get a clearance. And we're talking Chad yeah. Warner, Goulden, Parker. Yeah, some of them played okay individually, but as a collective midfield group, we smashed them, which was yeah. great to see. Mm. Um, yeah, we still got LDU Simkin. I don't want to see as the lead head mid, but if he's like the third or fourth guy in there. We're, we're going to be well set up. Mm. Um, you know, Mackay and Logue did their thing. Lots of big spoils uh, for the most part. Pretty strong. CJ was great. Um, yeah. Backed up his form in the VFL. with That's a really Nine good goals in the VFL. And uh, yeah, he um, he brought that confidence with him. He was creating AFL. a contest. And so often, because we're not that good of a team, obviously, we, we just bombed the ball long. And he was actually clunking a few. Thank goodness. And it allows us to progress up the pitch and... Um, actually put a bit of forward pressure and Sydney at times couldn't get the ball out of their defence. Um, I honestly was really proud of the performance and, um, you know, obviously we'll get to what happened at the end. I did just want to touch on Sydney though before we talk about the ending. I'll tell you what, mate, these guys are in trouble this year. With their injuries <laughs> well, um, and the confidence is shot, they yeah, were bad. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a, a, a bit of a tragedy of what happened to you guys but from a Sydney perspective, it's like like a saving grace because they shouldn't have won that game and... If they didn't, season's over. Like, that is such a critical win for them. It's almost unbelievable. You can't be dropping a game to North if you think of yourself as a finals contender. Mm-hmm. And Buddy was interviewed after the game and he was just like, no, we just had to win. No, we just had to win. Like, who knows what would have happened to him if they lost that. So, sucks if you're a North fan, especially the way it happened, which we'll talk about now. But from a Sydney perspective like that, like, they got so lucky. Yeah. I was going to say, I think if they had lost that game, Longmire's job is not looking safe. Losing to North, let's Maybe. be fair. But like, look, yeah, it works out in the end for him. You know, he's uh, you know, he's increased his uh, job security a little bit. But yeah, it would have looked really yeah. bad on him. Well, just a little insight as well as to the desperation that Sydney had. Obviously, in the contest, they weren't um, they weren't weak in the contest by any means. But I really noticed that every time they scored a goal, the whole team. It's like someone scored their first goal. The whole team was gathering around that guy. They were trying absolutely everything to energize each other. I thought in the beginning it was maybe um, the indigenous players for indigenous round. They were getting around Buddy. Buddy's had a tough couple of weeks. I thought it was that. But actually anyone that was scoring, they were getting around him. And I thought, you know what? These guys are scared. Like 
obviously maybe not of North specifically, but just their situation. Mm. Um, so I found that very interesting. And then let's talk a bit about the end of the game because um, yeah, being there in the stands, I'll tell you what, I've never experienced a more strange ending in my life, more strange feeling even than a draw, to be honest. Like we're up two goals. Sheasel uh, has a set shot, about 40 out, slight angle, unfortunately misses it. I think that would have killed the game off. Yeah. Um, that the one where he hit the post? Uh, slightly after that. So the, okay, the post yeah. one was pretty tight on the angle. Yeah, that enough, was tough. But yeah. the other one was a bit more dead on. He could have iced the game. Yeah. Unfortunately, did it. Mm. Um, and I was saying, look, the next goal is crucial, obviously. Two-goal game. If we get it, it's over. If they get it, if there's time, they might win. Lo and behold, they go the other way, um, score a goal. I'm thinking, okay. I, I wasn't confident, to be honest. How, how could I be with North holding a lead? Um, and as you do when you're at the footy, you're talking people around you, how much time's left? Oh, three minutes, two minutes. We're getting to that point. They're peppering our 50. I'm thinking, geez, something's going to happen. And then they get that um, they get that free kick in front of the goals. And, and from the crowd perspective, honestly, all that we saw was our player should have been paid a free kick for high tackle. I don't think it would have mattered anyway because there would have been a stoppage. Ampoyas put his hand to his ear. It, was a, it felt like a good 30-second wait. Maybe it wasn't that long, but it just seemed like an eternity of like, what's going on? Something's wrong here. It wasn't a blood rule. They call that pretty instantly. I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? And then lo and behold, he just blows the whistle, gives the ball to McLean and walks him to the front of the goal. And we've lost our minds, obviously. But did you, you didn't know what the... No what, idea. No idea. No idea until mm. after the goal's gone in, probably the time it takes to carry the ball to the middle of the ground. I think by the time the ball was um, balled up again, someone had said interchange cap or something like that. And I'm thinking... I'm just trying to search my brain for what the rule even is because it never gets called. And I'm thinking, oh my God, Breach. we've been robbed. I don't think it's been well, called ever. Yeah, may, maybe it never has. So yeah. I'm thinking, okay, there's 40 seconds to go. I did want to mention this though. Sorry to just talk a lot. but Yeah, no, do your thing, man. Um, I want to just have a dig here at the umpires just a little bit. Not the one that called that because if that's the rule, is what it is. But center square b- bounces happen. Another stoppage happened immediately after. I don't know this ruck infringement rule, boys, but Todd Goldstein has literally just fended off in the chest their ruckman. I saw that one. Did you see that? It was bullshit. He's fended off the ruckman and then whacked it forward and Simpkin is off, running into an open 50 with 30 seconds to go. We may or may not win the game, but he's called a ruck infringement, which goes to my greater point, the umpiring in this league, I'm sorry, boys, it is absolutely crap. Mm. Like... The rucks never. Have you noticed? Every time there's a ruck infringement free kick, no I would one say eighty no percent of the time on. the rucks don't know who it's for. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. They all just kind of wait there and go. Okay. Is it me? Is it you? Yeah. And then and then the team starts running away when they actually call it. Then the team will start running and getting their structures. Right. And that's just one of many yeah. examples. Of players can get the ball, and I'll say this both ways. It went for and against North Saver the other day, and and mm. in every other game, players are getting the ball, getting tackled, not disposing of it, and we're just mm. playing on. I'm sorry. Like when did that change? You got to kick or handball the ball, don't you? Unless it's really like you've just picked it up. I think oh. it can be knocked out. I don't Mate, know. It, most of the time, it's, it's not. It's impossible to to accurately judge this game. It's just too difficult. As if as supporters, we watch every game and we can't work out what's happening. It's it's weird. Yeah, um, I don't like just like yourself. I don't like free kicks having big impacts on the game, mm. unless it's like a really obvious one. You've knocked their head off or something like that. Just the small free kicks that just change the momentum is the most annoying thing in the world. Yeah. There was a couple of ones in the Carlton game today where just high tackles when they're just not, they're not high and it, there's, there's three people over them tackling. It's not, don't pay it. Yeah. Don't pay it if it's a little bit. Pay it only if it's massive. And that goes to my ending point on that which is media and everyone else likes to say it's the hardest game in the world to umpire. Probably is. 
But here's the solution to that. Stop trying so hard. Like you said, I agree. call the obvious ones. Try not to give ones that lead to goals if you can avoid it. And just let them play. Let the ruckman do their ruck. If someone gets held around their waist or pushed very obviously in the back or like the standard stuff, I think they're, they're overdoing it. But The problem um, comes when, you know, play safety is involved, concussion, correct. these type of things. The AFL has to do what they can to show that they're preventing this from happening. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the legal aspect of it as well. So you can kind of, kind of understand how they want to make the game as safe as possible. Yeah, And by doing that, there's a million rules. But yeah, it's hard. 100%. And overall though, I must say, as a North fan, crappy week ended in a weird way. But when you sit and reflect on it, I think finally we saw what we're sort of trying to build towards. So for me, that sits pretty nicely. Yeah, like for me, after the initial throwing stuff in my hotel room, um, <laughs> after that game, yeah, nah, you feel good about it, really. It's just like, okay, that's um, we're, we just lost to a team that is way ahead of us in regards to development. Like they, they should be primed for finals contention now. We're primed for finals contention, like what, in two years? Maybe, Three years, yeah. four years? Like, yeah, so yeah, anyway, all good. I think... Uh, that's enough enough North Talk, yeah. I reckon. We'll, a bit uh, of North Talk, a bit of umpire complaining. Yeah, no. Standard Dean. Exactly, weekly. no. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Well, let's yeah. talk Dogs Crows because I'll tell you what, the Crows are away from Adelaide Oval. Oh, yeah. just a nightmare at the moment. You're going to have to explain this one to me because I have very little context of what happened I'll explain here. to you. Laird Done. versus the world, mate. That's it. That's all you need to know. The world. Is that flowers for Laird, is it? Oh, we can always give flowers oh, to Laird, man. It's good. That's good. There we go. We haven't <laughs> given much flowers today, so let's do it, man. What was Laird's heat map like, Dino? <laughs> <laughs> If I think curious, it, it represents like the rest of his team's performance pretty much. Yeah. It was just that, that maybe they, just check out the AFL app <laughs> heat, heat map on uh, Laird and you'll get the joke. Yeah. Nah. Um, Shout well, out to Lady for that one. That was good, man. I've got to be honest. I, I was obviously at the North game, so I didn't watch this one. But yeah. Um, but what I can see, the Crows, when they're at home, are capable of just running over teams. And away, um, they're clearly not. So The dogs were just too strong in the midfield. They just got too many avenues now. They've won like seven of their last eight games or something like that. They're in really good form. And their, their team's just starting to connect and work well together. You know, they put Bailey Smith back on the ball. They've just got a lot of options in the midfield. And um, yeah, they're just, they're just working well. So yeah. Well, they are sixth right now. And so they're sixth on 28 points. St. Kilda, Melbourne also on 28 points. Then on second and third are only one, hit, one win ahead That's right. of them. They're, they're very, very much in form. Yeah. And I'm just reading again the nine things we learnt, talking about the dog surge and the, the win streak, as you mentioned, George, um, being down to their defense. And obviously, we know how good they are on ball and, and their attack has, has some weapons all around. But yeah. specifically, they've shouted out here, Liam Jones, Ed George's Richards. Boy. Um, yeah, George's boy, Ed Richards. And then... No, I met Liam Jones. Oh, Ed, Ed Richards. Is and, and also Ed well. Richards, yeah. No. And Johannes. They're all my boys. They're all, boys. <laughs> they're all your boys. Um, so Johannes got injured with the hammy, though. Uh, Unfortunately, disappointing. Disappointing. Um, but yeah, mentioned their tackling as well. So last year, fifty-six per game, ranked fourteenth, and now they're ranked uh, sixth with sixty-one tackles per game. So they're go- going both ways at it. Yeah, I think Bont's leading from the front. Liam Jones was a great pickup for them. They got him for nothing. He's he's an all Australian type defender. Yeah, that they just got for free, and they were they were lacking that. So they just got the pieces are coming together. Tim English is dominating. Their forwards are starting to jump at the ball a bit more. You know, I think we had predicted they'd have a pretty strong season and after the first two games, they looked terrible. But since then, since they beat the um, the Lions unexpectedly, they've just been super strong. Yeah, credit to them. And like you said, they've got the weapons to maintain it and play finals. So. They were wasteful in front of goal as well. I think they kicked a lot of points. So it could have been even bigger. 
Yeah, absolutely. And where do the Crows go? I mean, we sort of have been really uh, big fans of them all year and for good reason. I guess their concern now is they're finding themselves in final contention and obviously they'll have that ambition to play finals. But tell you what, you can't be stinking it up that bad away from home and just relying on your home games. It's not going to get you far. I was going to say, speaking of how much like, we rate the Crows, we tipped them. There you go. They disappointed us. So and Badly. Yeah. Um, so the other two tips were Sydney, which we got right, and then Melbourne, which we got wrong. So it's a tough week for tipping, man. It was a strange one. We'll get to mm. the next game as well in a moment. But do you guys think Crows can hold their final spot? Do you think you, there's enough or maybe they're just a year Where are they early? sitting at the moment, Matthew? I, I uh, can check that for you. Hang on because I've got the upper. Are they eighth or ninth? I got you, man. They're eighth. They're eighth. Yeah. I, I, I got in there there before you. I, right. I think they can because <laughs> they can play some pretty strong football. The other thing to note, like they rested Taylor Walker. I mean, that's not going to help. Correct. You know what I mean? Mm. But I don't think that was the reason they lost. But mm. yeah, it, they, they've been a bit inconsistent. Mm. They've had some really strong performances. They've had some weak ones. I think they've struggled against, you know, the really good teams. Yeah, there might be a bit of a team where they're in their progression now, where they're going to beat up on some weaker teams, but still struggle to really take it to the next level. It's still a progression in in their team, but yeah, we'll see how they go. I think we'll see what they're made of. We'll do our tips later, but this week Adelaide Oval against the Lions, that's a big game for them. Yeah, that is. See what they're really made of at home against a really good team. Mm. Interesting. Okay, speaking of unpredictable. Uh, week for tipping, Matza. Frio beat the Cats. And I know George, it's the week of George being right. Everything he said last week turned to gold. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Frio just were too good for the Cats, which I didn't think I'd be saying this year. They're another team that's got their mojo back finally. They're actually yeah. playing pretty good football. They're, we we had taken the p- absolute piece out of their ball movement at the start of the season. <laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Mm. It, like, was, it was funny. It's Sorry. almost like they had, the back one had a bet <laughs> to see how many possessions they could get. Now that the bets are off, they decided to try kick goal. And they're they're moving the ball like they were last year. Last year they were quite a ferocious team. Mm. You know, it, one year it feels like a long time ago, but they actually had a bit of power, and they really moved the ball with some intensity and, and beat up on some teams. And they're doing that again now. Finally, I think a big part of that is Brayshaw. He was he was clearly injured because the way he's playing now is making a massive difference to their team. So that you know, Sean Darcy's dominating the ruck. Their midfield's got their power back. They're moving the ball with more intensity. You can see there's even like passages where it's a bit more Richmond-like where they're just like slapping the ball forward and just trying to get it in. And if you do that and you get the ball faster into the forward line, then your forward's got a chance even if they're not the most superstar forward line. Mm. You know what I mean? So and three weeks in a row now, 100-plus points. So that, that speaks to their attacking game style. I was just going to say that. And speaking of their forward line, I know they're not maybe household names yet, but they've gone with three tools lately. Jaya Miss, Josh Treacy and Luke Jackson. So, for those three, I mean, Frio hasn't had some tall timber actually performing in years. I can't even remember. Maybe since Pavlich, to be honest. Like, And when yeah. Sandilands would rest there. So, <laughs> George's boy, Sandy. That's it. Um, so, <laughs> to have three guys there, Jaya Miss kicked a clutch goal as well in the last he, quarter. He's, to put, like, he, he's coming along nicely. He is. The Undertaker himself. The Undertaker himself. <laughs> we need some sleep like I do right now. Um, yeah, nah. The thing is, we, we always saw it with Jaya Miss. It was that... That goal against us where he manhandled um he was the guy. Aiden Cor. Nah, no, oh, Josh Walker. Josh, Josh Walker. Walker sorry, he manhandled yeah. Josh Walker as a rookie player and, you know, kicked the goal. So there's there's something there with James. Yeah, absolutely. And what's going on with the Cats though? I mean, they've lost two in a row now. Not not one player got more than twenty possessions for Geelong. 
the, generally they mm. don't have mids that rack up the ball too much most of the time lately. I mean, yeah. Guthrie was for a few years, Dangerfield obviously, but both Guthrie and Dangerfield weren't playing. Correct. Now, I was just going to mention: is this on their injuries? I'm just looking at their team. The big boys are still there. You've still got Hawkins, Cameron, um, you know, Isaac Smith's in there, Tom Stewart. A lot of their experienced players are still there. So what yeah. what's going on with this two loss streak to a pretty poor Richmond team and, and a freer team who's okay resurgent, but you're the reigning premiers. You're in good form previously to the last two weeks. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at their outs. It's Dangerfield, Sam DeConing, who's a big one. Jack Henry, yeah, solid player. Ollie Henry, yeah. Um, Gary Rowan, he's pretty important to their structure forward, like in the forward line because he puts mm. pressure and he he leads up the ground as well. Um, Reece Stanley as well, he's he's better than Segler at least, like and he's a bit more versatile. Reece Segler is just a tap ruckman and he's yeah, he's always a he's always a fifty fifty style ruckman. He's not like a a, a player whole game ruckman. He was you know McAvoy's foil. He's so, a he's a big body. He's that's, a big body, but you know, I think it's he. he yeah, that, that's probably their. What's they're, they're a couple of big outs, man. They're, they're, yeah. they're all of those players are straight best twenty-two. Yeah, oh, especially like obviously Dangerfield and De Koning. Like De Koning, Stengel injured. Actually, yeah, Stengel as well. Yeah, Stengel that, as well. That's that's the answer, man. Yeah, uh, that that must be it. Nothing taken away from Freer because they're obviously playing better football. Mm. But yeah, I think yeah, you you put ten of those players back in the team. Yeah. Well, you you yeah. can't replace Stengel and um, Gary Rowan with. Dempsey and Sam Simpson. Yeah. Let's yeah. be fair; like they're just—it's completely different type of well, players. And yeah, yeah. I'm and not and Knevet and Knevet. Yeah, that's it. I'm not one to write off Geelong. I mean, we know what they're capable mm. of, but just in terms of the eight picture, though, they've probably got top four ambitions. We would agree. They're currently now uh, two wins from top four, and there's a bit of a gap now between sixth and seventh. So they're seventh on twenty points. The doggies are tied on twenty eighth with a few teams on twenty eight. So there's a two win gap there. Um, to even get near the top four. So, yeah. I was looking at that earlier and I actually think, so the top six teams are in one bracket, we'll say. Yes. But I think Geelong is a pseudo part of that bracket because I, I see him as better than Crows, Essendon, Fremantle and then Carlton who are all similar points, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's just, they need to get those guys back fit and then they can, you know, because at the end of the day, you need to get those wins on the board. Like we're talking about this in the super coach context earlier. You can have a perfect team for the finals, you know, which is important, but if you don't get enough wins, you don't get to the finals. Yeah. So they need to, yeah, start continuing to get those W's. Fair enough. I think they'll get there. But I think they'll get there. I don't, they won't play top. They won't be top four, no way. But I think. I think that's big, though, in, in trying to win a premiership. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, it is. Because then you've got to show up for, what, four games in a row? I know. I, I don't tough. think they're winning the fight this year. I can't see. Well, it. that's the th- what I'm trying to say is like, that would be their ambition as the reigning premiers. Like, mm. you know, you got to win. I reckon you've got to make top four to win the premiership most years. I've clearly. Yeah. Like, that's well, what it, I was, it was interesting that Cameron had his first, like, 0 4. The four points. The week I traded him in on draft. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Perry. Yeah. <laughs> the first time he's like made a mistake by foot ever. I know. So mm. Doesn't uh, help the win. Yeah, all good. Well, look, we'll move on to the another top four team who I think is really hitting their stride is the Lions. Now, these guys sort of played with their food a bit in that game against the Suns. And then when the going got tough and, and things mattered in that last quarter, they just put the foot down yeah. and said, good night. Six in a row. Yeah. Six in a row. Good night, Gold Coast. Mm. Thanks for the competitive game. But yeah. Um, not enough in the bag, the Suns. Yeah. Oh, look, the midfield for Brisbane just dominated. Oh. Like they, like we we've been talking up Raul and Anderson the last couple of weeks, but this week Dunkley, Neil, and Ashcroft had his best game. 
McCluggage you know. played his best game of the year as well. Oh, yep. there you go. Exactly, man. The Dino, you know. Man, he's, the he's, price tag on his move to Victoria is going higher and higher. That's it, man. That's it. <laughs> um, where, actually, you know what? Let's, let's pick a team. Who would be the best fit for Who, McCluggage? If McCluggage. he was to go back to Victoria, because he's, you know, because he's not getting quite the same opportunity. Um, Who needs a winger? Slow. Well, the other thing about McCluggage is, yes, he's a, he's a, a winger, but I think he can play on the ball and should play on the mm. ball more. He kind of reminds me a bit of Bailey Smith. Bailey Smith, we say him as a winger, but that's only because he doesn't have opportunity. You put him in there, he's a tough player. So I think McLuggage could... I think his weapons also suit being in the midfield as well in like a, a combination role. I wouldn't want him just as a pure winger. I've got a suggestion then. Essendon. Yeah. Essendon who lack inside mids. And at the moment, it's because of injury, but like he takes Setterfield's CBAs. He takes probably stringers and gives you know stringer the chance to be more of a forward. They, I reckon that's a good shout. Maybe yeah. even Richmond. Um, they've done some work bringing in some midfielders already. I think they can use another He'd one. Suit Richmond actually because yeah. he's got a good kicking, good running power. Yeah, I also would take him at North. Obviously, I mean we've mm. got a pretty young midfield. He'd be a, a very experienced player. Our wingers. Yeah. I mean Bailey Scott. By the way. I trashed him last week, deservedly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, responded, he responded, man. He responded. He responded. How many goals he kicked? No goals. Seven. Nah, um, but he had like over 30 goals. touches. I think he had 800 plus meters gained. He was, he was really yeah, good. Yeah, he was, he was running. Um, I digress, but we could use yeah. another winger. Yeah, so, fair enough. We would use him more as a winger because we have, we have enough inside mid, so I wouldn't want to get him. If that's the idea, if he wants to play inside mid, it's not with us. Yeah, yeah the, wherever he goes, I guess the price tag is going up and up. Um, might just be, might like stay that. at Brisbane, but I don't know. I feel like we're like willing him coming to Victoria into existence. Come home, <laughs> <laughs> one of us. <laughs> yeah, we've, um, um, yeah, we're really, we're really driving that narrative home. We anyway, are. we are. Um, I'll tell you what. Tough for the Suns though. For the first time, they're actually in a game against Brisbane. It's been seems like it's been forever that they've given them a competitive game, but they're starting um, to play better football. But they're not going to yeah. beat Brisbane at home, right? Yeah, without. Um, Wella without uh, Miller, you know these like really critical players. Even on their best day, they weren't. They're not going to beat Brisbane, uh, Brisbane. When they, when you said as the go- when the going got tough, Brisbane decided to win, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I did think there were a chance at one point though. though in the third quarter, it's pr- about a one goal game. I thought, oh, maybe, but uh, they put the foot down the Lions. So good on them. Firmly in the top four now, and then we move mm-hmm. to the Dreamtime Clash. Huge game that Massive I didn't game. watch. Don's, <laughs> what's that? Huge game that I didn't watch. Yeah, so no, carry good. again, boys. Come no, on, no. Georgie, give us more analysis. Come on. The best part of that game was Dino and I were watching it. So Dino and I were at a, a Greek event, Korean event last night. And, you know, there was dancing going on, there's Greek music going on, and we were huddled behind a little phone on KO <laughs> watching the final minutes of the game. That's it. And I don't know, we tipped Essendon. I, I kind of wanted Essendon to win. I, I don't know why, because I don't like Essendon. But for some reason, I was barracking for them. And there was a couple of other, uh, some close mates of us that were also Essendon supporters. Right. Um, and so... Shout out to Zumi. Yeah, shout out to Zumi. <laughs> Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Definitely friend of the pod. That's not even a joke, that one. <laughs> Probably our biggest supporter. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it was pretty cool seeing uh, the stringer kick to, to Durham. Is it Durham? Durham. Let's go with that. Yeah. Sam, Sam Durham. 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 Mark it and uh, kick a goal with, what, 30 seconds left. Mm. Durham. Disappointing for the Tigers. Yeah, that that would sting. That would really sting. So they, they, were in, they were starting to get into a bit of form as well, the Tigers, uh, after a good win last week. Um, so, mm. yeah, no. Good on Essendon, Matt. There, there was a stat that I saw. 
I think the last 12 games that the Tigers have played, where the final result has been decided by six or less points, they've lost all of them. That's they, crazy. They, they've drawn th- three and lost the rest. They have, so the, the correct way to say is they haven't won any of their last 12 games that have decided by less than a goal. So basically they're Carlton. So basically they just can't, they can't win it when it matters. And they were up, I think... Had a, did, an did, you, did you not lead. take that trash? Did you not that trash talk not register? You know, you know what it did? It just bounced it right just, off. It my, did, bro. It bounced Dave off didn't my even notice. I'm so like, I was, geez, I was just, that was a great that was a great comment. Without nah, how good was that frame, bro? You, you rewind. I'm, I, I'm you annoyed. Gotta, I'm you've got to rewind and repeat because I was reading an article for my next point. So say yeah. what you were saying, Georgie. You were saying basically that the S, that was it. Richmond haven't won a game in like tw- in like the last twelve games within the goal or something. And then I say they're basically Carlton. Oh, nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I just, that deserved the reaction, man. I'm we need a live me? audience. You're not going to get a reaction I'm, from I me know, like man. that. Jeez. I'm sure the audience- I have to do my own reaction. I'm sure the audience laughed, Matt, so don't worry. <laughs> I was bringing anyway. up a point for my next start. <laughs> no, so, I'm not giving you that. that, mate. I'm not giving you that. I've had enough of the blues. I'm not trash talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's unfortunate. I'll, but, pay, I'll but pay more the, attention. The Sorry. Tigers, though, they're basically- Dean, lock, they're basically lock in, Carlton. Lock in, Dean. Come on, mate. Forgive me. Forgive me. Come on, bro. I'll lock in now. I'll bring a bit of information. All right. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I forgive you. <laughs> Just on the point about losing close games, I thought who better to bring up how to describe Richmond's performance than their head coach, Damian Hardwick, who absolutely went in on them in the post-game press conference. Um, he called it a horrible game. Diabolical is the word he used. Saying they couldn't defend 140-odd uncontested marks. So Essendon's completely controlled the game, um, especially in like pretty dodgy weather. Getting all those uncontested marks, for me, just shows lack of effort, especially when he then goes on to say they knew that that was going to be their plan. So to have no no avenue of stopping that. Well, they um, had a lead, Richmond. I think they got up to 18 points. Yeah, but when you're not in control of the game, at some point, even if it's late, like it was in the game, it just, your luck runs out maybe. Um, obviously, they took territory and were able to capitalize when they did have the ball. But, you know, Dimo, he's not happy. Not a happy chappy this year. Well, the other mm. thing is Bombers are actually quite injured. Like, no... Shield, who's been good this year and was good last year as well. No Parish, Setterfield's not playing. Two mm. meter Peter's not playing. Mm. Like those, you put those players in the team, it makes a big difference. So I know that Tigers don't have a Lynch, but they're, not, they're just not that good anymore. Yeah, so, their ball movement's poor. I think yeah, Dimo said as well, thirty six turnovers in the front half. Mm. That's that's crap. Um, Which made me think: Should we not take the wins against Geelong right now too seriously? Then, well, because they were equally as injured last week, weren't they? Geelong? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So maybe. I don't know. Richmond's win, not so important. Friero's win. I guess Friero's going to have to back it up now. They're going to have to show us that they're not like Richmond and And that's a fade good point away. on Friero. I mean, we're saying that they've been better lately, but let's get something straight here. The Swans have not been good this year. Case in point, what happened this week. Mm. And then they've beaten Geelong, who has shown that when there are a few men down, they're sort of ebbing and flowing this year. So mm. time will tell how they go when they play a good team. But yeah, same with Richmond. I mean... Yeah, we're giving them a bit of bit of shit earlier in the year when they were playing poorly and I was trying to make excuses for them, playing in the wet, this, that. But I just think, A, it's hard to stay at the top for so long, clearly. They haven't been a great team the last few years. And I don't know who's who's coming up in their list. So Samson Rhyme seems okay. Um, they've still got some key pillars there, but Hardwick is saying that like Rewalt's barely playing. Like He shouldn't be playing, essentially. Like, he's injured. <laughs> he, um, you know, He's just playing because they need him and they're, they're needing bodies. So... I think they're sort of definitely at the well, end. They of gave their, didn't they would have had to give picks for Taranto and Hopper, so they've given up. They don't they're, have their pick this year. I don't think they're still it's, like yeah. Taranto and Hopper are still 
within the like the right age group to carry forward. It's not like they've brought in thirty year olds, so that's okay. But yeah, if if they're sacrificing some development of younger kids, and that's the thing. I mean, they're going to finish out of the eight and not have a top ten pick, not have a first round pick. So it's kind of tough on them. Um, hopefully, a few of their young guys continue to improve, and then Taranto and Hopper deliver on all that investment. But yeah, they're sort of in that middle of the pack. Maybe can win each week. You can make a case for them, but more often than not, they're just falling short. So, uh, well done to the Bombers, though. Some flowers for the Bombers staying in that game, getting that clutch goal. They kept their nerve. Flowers to Zach Merritt, mate. Yeah. The pig was back. Thank you. Thank you. The pig was back. Thank you. He saved my super coach theme. So, for trading him (laughs) in. Thank you, bro. There you go. Really appreciate Um, it, man. I think, yeah, so long as they continue to improve and play within the structure of the Bombers, I think they're maybe not this year playing finals, but I think they can actually get excited moving into next year and beyond for the first time in a while. Uh, we know it's been a while since the Bombers have won a final. So, mm. um, cool. Famously, yeah, they haven't won a final Famously, in a while. Famously, yeah, I've lost here's, count. But, yeah. Yeah, here's their chance, man. Let's do it. Let's do it, Bombers. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, I'll tell you what, next game though, who saw this coming? Wow. Yeah, that's that's it's unbelievable. Hawks-Eagles, they're calling it the Harley Reid Cup. I like to think that North still has a chance at Harley Reid. I'd love him, but mm. um, you're thinking, okay, there's two bad teams here. We know Hawthorne's better. We all sort of tipped them. We thought they'd win, but boy, that's yeah. crazy. I was going to say, you mentioned you are talking about Harley Reid for a moment there. They, I remember I said at the start of the year, tank for Wemby, right? <laughs> like, just I just wanted, <laughs> I thought I'd just mention it that, you know, up, my right? boys, the SA Spurs, yeah, we, we got Wemby. <laughs> West Coast have to do the same, basically, because like they need some high level. But they don't tank. have to tank. They're just tanking. They're trying and, and that just ends up being tanky. They're not mm. doing that shit on purpose. They just yeah. suck. Yeah, nah, they're, they're, they're just bad. They're, they're just, just playing bad. football that happens to be tanking. Yeah, true, true. Can it's I just say, though, on that point, Matza, yeah. I was listening to Harley Reid. He was on the Gettable uh, podcast show with uh, Cal Toomey and Riley Beveridge. Mm-hmm. Decent it's, show, actually. Yeah. Enjoying that. But did he say, oh, I'm probably going to leave after the first year, like, Well, Francis. you know what? He didn't say right. he's keen to move. So, uh, I'm reading between okay. the lines. They asked him, because he's from the country, uh, country Victoria, and yeah, they sort of said, how would you feel maybe if you had to move, mentioning West Coast, you know, likely being thereabouts for the number one pick and, and he was like eh. yeah honestly yeah he didn't say like he said a lot about how he's yeah family man and mm. you know he's got good roots and all this sort of stuff that I, and he not once said I'd love the opportunity anywhere like that generic answer they give so I'm thinking you know what if West Coast gets the number one pick and there's talk of a grand offer that might come in I think they'd be more than any other year tempted to actually take it okay especially with what's going on with North and Horn Francis and all that stuff so Hope that, for North yet if we don't come last. That's that's interesting. Actually, we've got yeah. two first round picks. We got our pick next year. If we were to throw the farm at him, I, I'd actually do it. To be honest, yeah, oh for sure. For I, sure. I think not? these type of teams like the West Coast, the Gold Coast, they do have to consider the likelihood of a player leaving. They just can't have blind faith that yeah we'll pick him. He's the best player. There has to be some strategy about mm. keeping this. West Coast is a good like they're they're a great club and they're a good culture. Right? They've won a lot of flags since their inception. They're a good club, but at the moment they're a shamble. Um, you'd probably back them in to find a way to get out of it in the next couple of years, but it, it is a consideration. You really have to like talk a player into the fact that you have you'd be if if Harley Reid was to join him, he's linking up with Jimby. That could be one of the best midfield duos in the league. You know what I mean? That's that's what you're really trying to um, you know you'd have to sell. But one thing I do want to say, we've been talking about the West Coast for a bit, and we're going to talk about them every week about how they're shit. Hawthorne, man. Absolutely. Can we talk about Hawthorne, please? Like, mm. Weddle, that's one of the best games for a first-year player this year. 
Yep. Like it, 28 and two goals. Yeah, from a half, the half back. back yeah. Exactly. We we just it needed to get mentioned. Sorry, boys. We'll get no, going. 100%. On I was going to bring there. it up as well. Mitch Lewis, six goals. I know mm. guys are kicking bags on West Coast every week, but this guy here, mate, he's he's one of the best marks in the league. Um, you, you can see his physical transformation since he was drafted, getting a few games as a young kid. You look at him now, you think, man, this is a big boy. He's got mm. some power in his legs. He jumps at the ball. Potentially, maybe like a future Tomahawk if he keeps getting that bulk on. Like He's just a bully, mate. He, he's unreal. Really enjoy watching him play. Mm. Well, the Hawks actually looked incredible today. Mm. They were up against Witch's Hats, but they looked incredible. <laughs> yeah. But it's I don't know. Fan, what I, footy, um, fan footy yeah. uh, little reference right there, that Witch's Hats. <laughs> I don't get how a 16th place team beats an 18th place team by 116 points, though. That might be the first time it's ever happened. That That's, is, that is that the disparity between West Coast and every other team yeah. is exceptional. Mm. Carlton won by 108. How do you win by 116 points? Kept them mm. to 26 points. Like their defense was just on lockdown. But they were just tra- like the ball transition was like the the greatest Hawthorne team to ever exist. Mm. They just handball the whole way through. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, even last year they did have a few surprise results. Remember they beat Port over in Adelaide, and uh, Port wasn't going well at the time, but. They did show a few games last year, Hawthorne, where they can get on a roll. And their, actually, ga- their game style is good. I think they're yeah. well coached, right? They just don't have the players yet. So they were because West Coast is not good enough to stop your system. If you've mm. got a free flowing type of game style, you can actually score really well. That's probably why they won so big. Yeah, because they they that was like their best case scenario today. That is the best football that they can play because no one's trying to stop them. Yeah. yeah, I'd say part of that and why their defense is so strong is that Sicily actually said it himself that he's been able to play. Like not on the first forward and or the second forward, he's yeah. playing a bit more loose, and that just means he can just intercept and do whatever he wants, and he uses the ball well as well. Like he's he's the one who's often at the base of those, you know, those transition players, you know, setting up guys like Seamus Mitchell. Once they Tyler Tyler Brockman, he was running through mm. the um running. He he run he ran the length of the ground for one of the goals. It was it was insane. Yeah, he's he's got like, some talent, Brockman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. As a winger, as a small forward, yeah. Can Half I make, back even, I guess, in this case. Yeah, he's doing it all at the moment. Mm. Can I make a bit of a bold claim right yeah, now? Yeah, of course you can. It's welcomed. Is there a case yeah. that Connor Nash is the most talented Irish player that's played in the AFL? There's no... no. Are you talking about ever? It's Jim Steins. Come on, let's not let's not go there. Let's n- With the caveat that I never watched him play, let's... Let's say yes, okay. Those guys back there. Look, I, look, but I'm I watched modern, no, day, I'm being, modern day. Modern day. I, I'm being saying, babe, I, I, it's because like a, t- a week or two ago, I watched the video on YouTube about Jim Steins. Dude was a freak. Fair you enough. Can't like, and I'm happy, I'm happy to. I'm counting that that dude if on there's YouTube. There's a book about him. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, no, nah, look, Fair exactly, no. Nah. So we can't, we can't go there. Let's like, go modern day. In our modern lifetime, day. In our lifetime. Modern day. Would you say he's better than Ty Canelli? Yeah. More talented, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, Pierce Hanley. Yeah. McKenna. Yeah. Who's well, you think Zach you, th- you think Zach Nash is better than Tykinelli? More talent. I'm talking talent, like pure. Look at this guy, man. He's getting for not the th- the first time this year. Thirty touches, eight tackles. He's an animal. Low key, if he was on a better team, was Tykinelli that good? Now that I'm thinking about it, really? surely there was another really good Irish player. Well, Zach Tui's pretty good. It's still early, oh, yeah. and he's like he's really showing up this year. If he keeps this up for the next five, six, seven years, I reckon he will be known the- as the more modern day. Best Irishman in the league. Yeah, mate. They've got like two bonts now, man. Uh, Connor Nash, tall <laughs> mid. Will Day, Dino's a uh, bont comparison. You know, like... Yeah, mate, I think people yeah. don't talk enough about how talented he is being an international player. I'm just saying, you know, mm. you look at Mason Cox gets hyped up when he plays well, rightfully so. Um, you know, there's been quite a few players 
But I'll tell you what, Connor Nash, he's he's really grown a lot this year. He's yeah, very important. He's definitely improved. Like he's he's had some big games this year. Yeah. That's for sure. And he's done his apprenticeship doing a bit of uh, uh tagging work, like work as well on good players. So man, pff, how he's, better to learn the game for them from the best midfielders in the comp. So he's a great player. I just thought, yeah, yeah shine a bit of a light on him, give him some flowers. Um you know, flowers, get... flowers for Connor Nash. There man. you go, man. Give it to him, man. Give it to him. Um, <laughs> and then okay, George. Talk to us. Pies Blues. Now, I did say on the pod last week, Pies by six goals. And you said, oh, no, it'll be closer than that. What happened, man? Did I say that? You did say that. I don't know why you were so confident that he'd be closer. Well, because of the pressure that was on them, they just had to respond. and Not even as a meme, just they just had to. <laughs> they just had to <laughs> they like, really did have to respond. They, they had to, right? We all agree they had to respond. They had as to come out and play tough football. If they're not good enough to win, fine. But, you know, get close, make it a contest. Mm. It wasn't close or a contest. It was none of those things. It was it was poor. I was, was talking really to a couple poor. of Collingwood supporters last night and they weren't that confident in Collingwood winning. They were being like humble and supportive. And I was like, what's this? <laughs> no, nah, uh, these dudes weren't Collingwood fans. They were they were in disguise for sure. Like that's <laughs> that's 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 a they, they they also thought that Carlton was gonna come out and give them a show and they didn't. They did, they did not. But, yeah. And there was actually there was a, a, a an old lady, a nice old lady that was at <laughs> that was at this Greek event last night. Yeah. And she's she was from London. She's from London. Yeah. <laughs> and they hadn't been in Australia for like thirty years. And they had come to see their team play Carlton. <laughs> I was like, Why? Why are you here? Are you they here? went to that game. Oh my goodness. Oh. They went to that game. They picked that game. Dedication. Man, that honestly, shout out to them. Flowers to them for <laughs> making the, the big trip because that's the it's the biggest rivalry. It'd be like me going to Liverpool Man United. You know what I mean? It's the biggest rivalry in our sport. The, this, they're in London talking about yeah. this great game AFL, the greatest mm. rivalry of all time. We're gonna go witness it at the Coliseum. Hundred thousand people. They're on the plane right now watching like Monsters Inc. or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be that's that's oh, a better freaking viewing than um yeah much better than viewing. that game. That's funny. Yeah, the Collingwood fans last night were actually surprisingly humble. There was no arrogance. I'm thinking they they're keeping a lid on it because they know they're going to win the flag this year. Yeah, they they're going to win the flag, man. And then they can really get obnoxious. You know, that's that's what that's is, what they're waiting yeah, for. Yeah, hundred percent. And what it is as well, I think, is that. Although they've been winning a lot of games and, and obviously been exciting to watch, they don't often just pump teams like put the foot down, win by 50, 60, 70 points. They might do it this week against North, but I think maybe... Might it's, is an understatement. Might. You never know, George. <laughs> Come no. on, this, this team's exceptional. <laughs> Interestingly yeah. enough, you guys are versing the team that we versed and we're versing the team that you versed. There you go. So, because yeah, something I in that. Yeah, there's something yeah. in that. I don't know something what. I don't know what, but there's something. Yeah, but I'm just. You know what it is? It'll really show the comparison between our two clubs. Because what if you guys lose to Sydney, That's and true. we get really close to Collingwood? That's true. You know what I mean? Well, we almost beat Collingwood last year. Not that I'm expecting that to repeat, but they needed to pull that one out of the hat last year against us. Mm. We we did pretty well. Was anyway. that was that at the start of the year though? No, about the middle mm. middle of the year. Okay, yeah, it was when Collingwood started playing bad, and then they went crazy. But still, yeah. Still, we'll um, take it. What was I saying? Yeah, so the Collingwood fans, I think maybe because they're a lot of the time behind in the game and, and catching up, there's a mm. confidence, of course, and there's a like sort of pride they're taking in their team, but the arrogance is just on hold for now. So I guess fair play. But that that, that Collingwood... Yeah, you have to do it. That, yeah. that thing, like when you hear that, it's actually... 
you kind of just want to run away. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah, it's no. like a, horror, like a horror story, like a thriller. Yeah, yeah. but uh, nightmare scene. If if I'm to speak honestly about this Carlton game, it's it's actually a tragedy. Like we can joke about about it all we want, but this team sucks, man. <laughs> like they're not average. They're not Adelaide that's rebuilding that mm. can't win that win it at home but can't win away. These guys are terrible, yeah. and they've got so much talent, and it's so wasted. It's unbelievable. I was watching Walsh. Closer today because I had him as captain and super coach. I, I always watch the players closely, but you watch them as a team. Not you don't, you know, isolate single player. Walsh is the most wasted talent I've seen in the league at the moment. Wow. He is an exceptional footballer, and he is just let down by he's burnt by his teammates twenty four seven. The amount of times he leads doesn't get honoured. The ball goes to him. They handball to him, but they put him massively under pressure. He has to do some aerobic backflip to get out of the tackle like it's just like this guy's a superstar what like if you put Walsh in Collingwood right now mm. th- they will never lose a game it'll be Brownlow medalist mm. he's exceptional but he's just so wasted under just a team that can't kick can't do anything that like basic skill errors all game they've got yeah. the, Charlie Kerno is like there's a lot of players in the competition that are overrated. This guy's not overrated. Every compliment you give Charlie Kerner, he, he he's earned. He's exceptional. He's unbelievable footballer, right? And he's leading the Coleman with four defenders on him, twenty four seven. Like if Charlie Kerner was in a team that could kick, it like I'd be so scared of what he could produce. They're not getting any value out of their talent, hmm. and this is how you know. The, uh, Charlie Ballard, Gold Coast, right? Equaled yep. the record intercept marks last week against West Coast. The reason he did that is because West Coast can't kick and just kicked it directly to him. Yeah, you know who broke the record for mark intercept marks today? Darcy Moore did. What does that tell you about Carlton's kicking, mate? It's worse than West Coast. Darcy Moore is a good player, but he's still, a great it should, player, it but should not happen. He broke the record. He's ne- no one's, He's done it more than anyone ever. He's done it more? He's done it more. <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right, I'll, I'll show myself out. Uh, See you done guys. it more. Nice. Had to be done. Uh, well, thank you for good. listening to AFL Enjoyers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, speaking of Carlton's skills or lack thereof, I had a friend of mine, um, also a Carlton fan, saying, obviously, you look at Carlton's list and you say, man, it's a lot of good players. We know this. You mentioned Kerno, Weedering's there, Mackay, despite not being in the best form, good player, Walsh, Cripper. But then he went on to say the problem with the team, like you're saying, George, is the skills. And he, he said, honestly, he can probably count on one hand the amount of players on that team that can actually use the ball well. Um, Let's try it. So Walsh? You go ahead being the Carlton fans. Walsh, Saad, Newman. They can use the ball? They can use the ball. Kerno can use the ball. Kerno? Yep. Let's be honest. Kripa inside, no, no. of course he can, but yeah, not he's not he's not hitting targets. I'm trying to be really no. honest, right? With yeah. What? So who have you named so far? Sorry, it was Walsh, Newman, Saad. Doherty's hardly there anymore. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Not, he hasn't been clean at all and recently. Kerno, we said. Yeah, Charlie Kerno is an amazing field kick. Mm. Guys like, I'm just like, thinking. I'd say McGovern, he can, but he's also he, a bit of a potato. I don't know why. He, he's just that penetrating kick we just smacks it you yeah. know what I mean sometimes it comes off unbelievably and then sometimes it doesn't mm. and that's the problem you're struggling as someone who watches Carlton knows these plays very well to be honest there are say, some okay kicks right but I'm talking exceptional we're talking consistency here. Collingwood's yeah. like Collingwood today can't ask a part when they like see a player right and they got to kick it to him 
it goes to him. You, yeah. Figure, like, can you, you know what that? it is, George? Yeah, no, specifically, the, yeah. it's the inverse of what you're saying here. So you're trying to count on one hand the Carlton players, honestly, who are consistent good ball users. Try count the Collingwood players who aren't. You can maybe think, oh, you'd maybe go Quayner, but he's pretty good. No, Quayner's good. He's good. Probably like Nathan you know, Murphy. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Nathan Murphy. Who else? Everyone else is above average, if mm. not elite. So that says it all from a team in top four versus a team struggling to get in the eight. It's so deflating. Like Carlton fans are, are so like, honestly, I would not have watched that game today after the first quarter if I didn't do a podcast. I've got to talk about it. I've got to watch it. Why would I waste my Sunday, man? Well, you know what, George, as well? I'm starting to get worried because last year you were you started strong and it was more like, can we hang on to the eight? Can, and then it was like, okay, we're always in that eight picture. The way you're going... It's deflating. I don't think there's even any room for optimism. Like there's none. This team can make their like you're saying, Geelong's thereabouts, Sydney if they hit form, Frio if they hit form. Mm. There's so many teams competitive in that block that you might just be out of the picture altogether. But how can a team that like with has, that much talent that has done the rebuild mm. that's that's supposedly got the right coach for the job a year later be in no man's land? They haven't improved. Like, but this is the thing that's destroyed Carlton's morale is the fact that they're meant to be on the way up and then they've kind of been found out. Now they they have no system. The system doesn't make sense. The players don't know where to kick it. Like they have bad skills, but I think every most AFL footballers can hit a target when they kind of know what they're doing. So Carlton looks bad in my mind because they're always under pressure because they whatever their game style is doesn't just doesn't. There's no connection. So if Walsh has got the ball right and Walsh is a good kick, but there's no clear options. He's got to take an extra step. He's under pressure now. Now the angle doesn't work. It goes out. That's not because he can't kick. Mm. It's because there's no one presenting. So there's just something that's not going right. And the fear is Voss can't. You can't get rid of him, man. You can't just keep doing. You, you just talked about North. You can't just keep replacing coaches. I was just going to say, though, I mean, Matza mentioned earlier, you're playing the Swans in Sydney this week who aren't in great form but got a win under their belt, a little, little bit of pressure off. And they're still playing desperate footy, trying to make finals, just like you are. And then you've got... I'm just looking ahead the next few weeks to sort of project. Then you've got the Ds at the G. And then you've got uh, the Bombers at the G. So there's a world in which you're losing... We could be bottom six, man. That's what I'm saying, yeah. man. Voss is gone if that happens. Yeah. He's well, gone. Well, well, how can you keep him, man? Well, because you guys have committed like... But you, who's going to solve what? You've got to nip it in the butt. But who's going to solve you know? the issue? What is it? Is it Voss is that bad of a coach? Like you bring in... You get, get rid of Voss. Who, who's available? Who's available? Good question. Get Maybe. Simpson from, from West Coast for some reason. We didn't mention it earlier, but by the way, how is he still in the job? I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I know it's not his fault that the list is injured and everything, but a fresh face wouldn't hurt. Let's mm. be honest. That's bad. But let's just say... Anyway. Let's say he's a premiership coach. Let's say he needs a fresh start. Let's say he's a good coach and he's a fresh start and he comes to Carlton. What's going to be the difference? I don't, know, coach. I don't know. I don't know. Carlton, Hard to I, say. The, the, a lot, I was listening to the fan cams on the Blue Broad footy channel on the way here to get a gauge of what other supporters were thinking, right? And a lot of a couple of people mentioned the fact that there's a risk now of Carlton players becoming apathetic to the game. So if you're under so much stress, so much pressure, it's almost human nature to kind of block it out mm. and like put up your wall in the way that it's like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just a player. I'm just doing my best. I'm just going to go out and do it. And whatever the result is, is a the result. Then they give up on they give up on becoming the team they want to become. They give up on on those wins, and they just go through the motions. You're never going to win like that. Mm. I, and then some supporters are like, all right, well, obviously this leadership group, the Crips, Weedering, um, Kerno, Mackay, uh, whoever else you put, Ed Kerno, whoever else you want to put in there. These these players have only known losing. 
mm. and players that only know losing, that these teams don't they, they, they don't reinforce success. That's why some a team like Geelong stays up there, like Joel Selwood, the, the, a champion of the game. We don't know what it actually is like to play with Joel Selwood, but we can assume that his leadership's top notch, his preparation's top notch, and he almost single handedly or with a core group of players can continuously build a team up. Pendlebury is the same for Collingwood. That's why Collingwood's been good for the last 10, 15 years because he's a champion of the game and you can almost build a whole team off his leadership. Luke Hodge goes to Brisbane Lions, spends two years there. I'm sure that made a major difference to their their build. Mm. It's almost like Carlton needs to pick up a premiership superstar that's at the end of his career and I don't know who, who that is, right? That comes in and resets the culture. They sell some of their old, washed up, like dejected players and do a mini rebuild. Mm. Has Cripper made a final? No. Matt, I'll tell you what. That's sad. That's scary to hear for mm. two reasons. One, he's a Brownlow medalist. He's been in the league how many years now? Seven, eight? Or longer. Yeah. And then you've got two common medalists who, if things keep going like this, another year not making finals. Mate, there's you two could, oh. all Australian halfbacks. There's a Brownlow medalist. And Coleman winners. Two Coleman... Uh, in their prime. In, in their prime. Wow. And Walsh and All-Australian. And to not even... Make, yeah, that's bad. And Wiedering could have been All-Australian multiple times. That's bad. Even just scratching... And here's the funny thing. make Like I said last week, making the eight and getting bounced would still be incredibly disappointing. And that's not even looking likely now. Like, it's pretty bleak. Um, yeah, wow. fair enough, man. I, I feel for you a bit. They're the most disappointing team in the league by like an unbelievable stretch. They are. They are, unfortunately. Well, if you didn't have anything else to mention, I did want to just say, of course, we're talking about Carlton naturally a bit more, but Collingwood, man, in that first quarter, that was the only physically, the yeah. they just looked on another 10 levels than your players, man. I was going to say, that's the only part of the game I was able to watch because I was on a plane. But yeah, the fact that the way they get the ball in the middle, you know, and they look, they look, you know, short, you know, passes, the kick into the 50, they lower the eyes and then there's always someone just sprinting at the ball at like 100% yeah. and it's a mark. That's just good forward line structure, Man. confidence from the forwards that my mids are going to give me a good kick so I can actually lead and it's going to mean something. I'm not going to waste my energy. That's what it is, But man. it's not like... It's fantastic. There's one play, Penderbury had the ball off the half forward line and he just kicks it and then Mason Cox just runs on and takes a mark. That was a, a perfect kick. You should remember that. Kick. Yep. But like, yep. what if a team can kick the ball to their players, they're going to win games. Yep. Well, you, you heard go. it here first. There, there's yeah, your yeah, that's it, that's it, man. If, <laughs> a kick, um, if a team kicks the ball to their players and then they kick a goal <laughs> and they kick more goals, <laughs> they win the game. It's simple it's, math, it's baby. Nuts, no, no way. Um, <laughs> I also really enjoyed that Bobby Hill run on the wing. He's just put the Jets on. Not quite Georgie's Jets, but close to it. He's run up the wing. He's then... When we get to 200 subscribers, then, <laughs> Bobby Hill, you better to, watch out for the race to McCreary against... First, man. I forgot to mention that, actually. I'll say yeah. it now. 100 subs, George races Bo McCreary, so hit the sub button. And McCreary was lightning today, so he's 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 prime. He's ready. He's, he's yeah. training. He's getting ready um, to go. But yeah, Bobby Hill, so he runs up the wing and then Carlton Defender approaches him, sort of jumps, and then he just sells the candy, runs around him and hits a lace-out kick, another brilliant kick into the 50 into the space and um, yeah these guys man they're on another level physically obviously mentally as well like Carlton's got this bit of a loser mentality really Collingwood's just got this winning mentality even um, when the game got tough instead of letting Carlton overrun them 
the keeping of the third quarter to a goal each, for example. Mate, so, Sidebottom is, is like pissing himself at the end of the game. Know what I mean? Like, Sidebottom's just like laughing. Yeah. Like, this is the rivalry. This is what that British girl came all the way for. <laughs> <laughs> to watch uh, Sidebottom laugh at her. Uh, that's right. Yeah, it's, that's, that's tough, man. That's, yeah. It's, yeah. They're a very good team, the Pies. A um, mm. bit worried about our game next week against them, but we'll get to that very shortly. After mm. we talk about the Saints, who had a very, very crucial win against the Giants, two goals in the end. Mm. I was with another friend last night at that Greek event, our boy Chris, friend of the pod. Shout out to Chris, man. Shout out to Chris. He was he was in agreement that this game here and the next couple of weeks is crucial for the Saints because they started well last year. We did mention that last week and then they sort of fell off a little bit. I think the difference is this year, now they've dealt with the hardest part of the season, in my opinion, all their injuries and things. And now Steele's back. He's had a few weeks under his belt. King... He's back. Yeah, for, he played well. Um, so I think if they do what they did today in the next few weeks, approaching the buyers, notch a couple more wins, I think they, they can make finals. Mm. Mate, Jack Sinclair, yeah. the premier mullet of the competition. Sorry, Bailey Smith. Oh, wow. He, no, he's the best, he the best mulleted player in the league. He's, I'm telling you. He actually is a really good player. Like, oh, a couple man. of years ago, I just thought this, this guy was just, to be honest, I thought it was just a random... Jack, small Jack. forward. He's just another Jack. Yeah, another Jack, small forward. <laughs> another Jack. He's, a, he's shit. Like, Add him to the Jack Loney. Yeah, the Jack. You know, whoever they had a few Jacks at St Kilda. He was Jack on Steve. Yeah, actually, no, he was a, he was a good player. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. add him to the Jack. Just a, to a random Jack. Like, you know, who are you? Mm. And why does Saint supporters like you? But then last year he arrived on the scene. Mm. He's so good, man. Mm. Where oh, did he come from? I, I don't know. But it's on, sorry. On that note, is he the most yeah. improved player in the league? Do you think? I think so. Over the last few years, yes, mate. For he's, sure, he's for a sure. gun, and he he's precision by foot. He had like seven hundred meters gained, eight hundred meters gained. The next best was like four fifty. He had two goals as a midfielder, mm. like thirty-seven possessions. Yes, yeah, so seven score involvements. I've got his stats up, stats up right now. Twenty-six kicks. Do kicks the ball a lot, man, and that's and what efficiency? Two. Probably eighty five percent plus at least. Yeah, eighty four percent disposal efficiency. Yeah, that's in midfield. That's not off the half back. Yeah, where there's, unbelievable. That's under pressure. Mm. Yeah, nah, he had an incredible game, and there was even like just the little clutch plays that he has. Like there was one where at one stage, this I actually got to see the last quarter of this game, which was good. <laughs> um, but he's he's running towards the goal, and he creates this goal because he smashes. I don't know if he created a goal, but it was it was yeah, going towards. Forward, yeah, the way he tapped it forward. Richmond, like as you were saying earlier, where they just you know mm. they put the ball into the right areas, you know, put it to the advantage of their teammates. I'm like, that just the 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 foresight to think of that and to do that is just you know that's elite. He, that's yeah. it might sound a bit funny, but he actually kind of reminds me a bit of Nick, Nick Dacos when he plays. And the reason the reason is is if you give Nick Dacos the ball. He'll always find a target, even if it's a little chip kick. Sinclair's the same. If he's running and you give him the ball, he'll find a target. I, I don't see him miss, miss, miss kick it like that. Yeah. So he's kind of just got... If you give Sinclair the ball, he'll do something well with it. Mate. That's why they want to get him on ball, isn't it? I know you mentioned for your super coach, you'd rather him play on halfback, but... No, 160, I'll take that, mate. Yeah, I think, I think you do, mate. That's, that was, you know, it was very similar because like when... Was it Sicily? 60, 134 the next week. Mm. What was it Sinclair? What fifty-seven or something uh, last week or sixty? I think it was a sixty. Yeah. Sixty, hundred sixty. It balances out, and you're cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, law of averages, yeah. as you say, man. The law of averages is you know works well for Sinclair in these last two weeks. There you go, man. Mm. So crucial win for the for the Saints. The Giants look once again another honourable loss, but yeah, like they're of, not going to lose any um, admirers. No with that one, but 
I've said that like seven times for them this yeah, season. You, we've got to stop saying that. I know. It's just, it sounds so good. Like, uh. Yeah. I guess, look, it's a good thing that they're staying competitive in games. I mean, I'd love mm. North to be competitive in most games. But, but, but what what is your expectations of Gold Coast? Oh, sorry, of GWS? Gold Coast. <laughs> what is your... <laughs> is it, yeah, to become Gold Coast. Yeah, no, it's, no. it's just that they're going to... That's not something to admire. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're the same. It's just like well, we're expecting what, them to be good, but they're man. just... That's what I'm saying. They should be a bit better, shouldn't they? They should be way mm. better. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, Briggs had a good game, but yeah, that's, Briggs, he's going to go back out next week, probably. Yeah. You know, he looked pretty decent, but like, I he, don't know. Someone, what, someone what, else might want to pick him up. He's one of those Ruckman that could be mm. a permanent Ruck for someone else. Yeah, this team's with like no Ruckman who could probably pick yeah. him up. But uh, yeah, I don't, know. They, I don't know. They've got good players. I think they should be in that mix of the A, but they're not. They're, they're just not. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so we'll see how they develop, I guess. Post buyers and how they finish the season is probably more important than what they're doing now. So if they can hit some form, maybe show some reason for hope next year. But this year, sort of, it's another team where they're very likely to go their whole career, and some really special players never really become anything. Mm. Josh Kelly, Caniglio, just kind of wasted. I'm gonna say reword that. It's not that they're not going to become anything, but they won't play meaningful football. Yeah, I think well, it's more so because they're already gun football. Yeah, like but, Kelly and Canelio. But they don't care about them. But like, they want their team to be successful. They want they want yeah their games to mean to mean yeah, something, right? Yeah, they don't they, want to just be sitting tenth their whole career. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. But like, just think the wording because you were saying yeah. like you know, anyway, it doesn't. It's kind of crazy how they did make that grand final. All the talk about how great but and that, deep their list is. That was they, years ago. though. I know they had to get rid of a lot of the players due to salary cap. Mm. So it is crazy though how they've kind of botched the following years. I mean, like I said, they had to get rid of a few, but Man, to stay competitive, we could write like a laundry list of players that have left that club. Heaps it's actually right. unbelievable. Yeah, and you know the thing is, I just thought of it right now. They're they're possible top two talents on the team. They have they haven't even really developed yet at all. Like Callahan and Cadman. Yeah, they're probably that that could be their top two players. They've still got to wait another five years for them. Mm. Maybe Callahan a bit sooner because he's you know he's a midfielder winger. He gets a bit more bulk. He becomes an inside beast, right? Yeah. But Cadman, he needs another few years. He's yeah, not ready yet. They, they've got to just stop losing players, man. Yeah. Simple as that. Just stop losing them. Well, I guess when you mm. have all these players on the same rookie year needing contract extensions at similar times, it's hard to keep them all on the money they would want. So that's why they've all left. You know what? I'm going to actually disagree with Georgie what you said there. Keep your players. I think they should go the opposite route. I can start just trying to get draft picks. Like Kelly... And Canelio, that's huge. They're two huge players that you can get a boatload of picks for. I, I think Team Tank. Well, they've got lots of picks <laughs> this year, and I've actually read something recently saying that they'd be keen to package them. And because oh. is it them? Might be Gold Coast. Actually, they've got a few academy players. Anyway, we'll talk about that later in the year. But yeah, of course, yeah, can't um, wait for that part of the year. Talk yeah, there's two trades. strategies. I mean, but that would be like a full. That would be admitting that then. I don't know why that would like. That's them admitting that they're not anywhere near it. That's that's being humble. Sometimes you, sometimes you have to see your team. You have to look yourself in the mirror and say, "This is where I'm at. I'm not there yet." Well, if you're a bottom four, like, I think to Matt's point, if you're a bottom four team with those players, you might as well try and be a bit more aggressive with the rebuild. That, yeah, that would be admit, admitting they're rebuilding, though. But I don't think that's what they have in their head. I know that they're low on the ladder, but do we see them as a rebuilding team? I don't see them as for a the record. This, this might need. This might be a couple years down the line because yeah. Kelly, Kelly and Canelia, they're still what late twenties. Yeah. They've still got another four or five years in them. Yeah. Good years. Yeah, yeah. No, I certainly and Green as well is also very young. So but that's it's interesting. Like they lost someone like a Tanner Bruin, right? So yeah. Tanner Bruin was a high draft pick that should right now be getting midfield minutes and developing in their team. He's at Geelong for some reason. Like mm. that type of stuff. You're, you're developing for a couple of years and then sending them off. You can't do that. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Yeah. 
Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how they go about the second half of the year in the draft and all that. But mm. um, should we get on to tips? You know what? Before we do tips, uh, it's, been a, it's been a long pod, but it's been a while since I've had these. But I have a couple of little gifts gifts for you guys, actually. Oh, mate. So, yeah. No, nah, I thought I'd... Well, oh, we actually didn't know this was happening. Yeah, no. Nah, oh, yeah. These have been in my in my um, hoodies. So, yeah, no. Nah, I was oh. just... I, I just honestly, I just remembered it like five minutes. Ago. I'm like, oh well, those are in. They've been in my hoodie for like wow. two hours. I'm uh, excited. Yeah, they're, nah, even, they're even warm, man. I know. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah fair enough. But no, nah, I just thought those in. You know, just to sh- hopefully bring up cards. the mood because we've had some tough times. As, Woo! Uh, Adam Saad, yeah. Adam Saad, and oh damn, I got a Harry Sheasel Rising Star card. That's Ooh. it, man. That's it. That's a little cheeky number very one nice. as well. Oh, thank but you very much, Matt. No, good. We'll, we'll, we'll put some photos up on the uh, Adam to the collection. Yeah, yeah, Add it to the collection that go in the middle. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a numbered one as well. Yeah, so very those nice. are those. This are like, is a good get, man. Yeah, no, thank you. That one I actually got from a pack. So when I saw it, I'm like, What's that, that might have to go to Saudi, mate. Hey. Yeah. And the color, it kind of matches color wise. You know Very what I mean? Nice. The darker colors, oh, to an extent. But gifts. Good on you, yeah. you did pick the the one the one of the four Carlton players that can kick. So that's, that's true. That's true. I, I packed the right ones. Yeah. That that felt good. If you um, if you'd given me Plowman or something like that as a, as a, <laughs> just, as a practical joke, Lucky O'Brien. It, like, that's it. Look, Lucky oh. O'Brien actually can kick. Funnily enough, yeah, it's true. Can't do anything else. Add him to the list. But yeah, now nah, we'll, we'll put that, that's all good. Man, we'll put some photos of that on the um uh, on the video so people can see what those cards Thanks actually are. Yeah, all good, man. Love it. Very generous of you, avid card collector. So yeah, I know it means a lot to you to to give out your cards as well. Nah, man, nah. Yeah. It's part of the fun of collecting it, is yeah. sharing. So yeah, thank you very much. Well, look, let's with that more positive outlook now do our <laughs> tips. Maybe we'll be a bit. Smarter. Maybe Carlton might win next. Maybe week. Carlton's <laughs> winning. I'll tell you what. Firstly, what's with all the Friday night games for Carlton? Man? I'm kind of sick of it. Anyway, they're not getting them next year, probably. Um, Friday night, yeah. SCG. Actually, now they will. It's Carlton. Let's be honest. Yeah. Look, anyway. we bring the, at least we bring the crowd, right? That's what they care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, so. true. So true. Sydney's hosting you guys, twelfth v eleventh, which is interesting to say out loud, given where the teams would prefer to be. But I, I, I think I think Carlton. I'm going to go Carlton too. Uh, I I agree, and let's be fair. Like a big part of it is that the two key forwards yeah. are going to feast on uh, Francis. That, that's my reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, It's not for any other reason other than they don't have their backmen or their tools here. Yeah. Mm. And their midfield hasn't been that good either. We beat them. Mm. And you guys have a plethora of inside mids that you have a quality mid as a sub every week as like, you know, Kennedy and um, Hewitt. So yeah, no, I'm happy with that. Yeah, let's go Carlton. Sydney didn't impress me enough. Um, okay, so St. Kilda's hosting the Hawks on Saturday at Marvel. Um, yeah. You would... Look, Saints. I'd love to say Hawthorne would ride that momentum, but I think being a young team, you can't bank on consistency. So it's probably a logical pick to go to the Saints. You yeah, I'm going to go a little bit early on my NAW. Oh, no, no other week. Yeah, I, it feels a bit, I don't know, it feels a bit weird, but I just think, yeah, St. Kilda are just the, they're much better side. I just didn't want to go North versus Collingwood. So I don't know. Fair the, enough. The other what, options are a bit weak. What was your so, NAW of the week last week? I forgot. I think, uh, wait. It was Carlton Collingwood. Oh, was it? It was Carlton Collingwood. It, it looked like it was, was it? right for once, man. Yeah, true, oh. true. Actually, they, I actually forgot that. I don't know. I'm still in my head that I lost one a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, there we yeah. go. So, thank you. That was pretty controversial now. I think, geez, that was bad. Well, looking at Sorry, it now, it, it wasn't. It really <laughs> it was actually, no, actually not true. It was actually very, it, really uh, wasn't. it was very an astute pick. Um, um, so, Saints this week. Yeah. No of the week. Saints, mate. Fair enough, man. Shout out to Chris Michaels. That's it, man. <laughs> um, okay, so the D's are hosting Frio at the G. I'm going to go a confident Melbourne on that. Yeah, nah. Yep. 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 And then the Cats are hosting the Giants at GMHBA. 
Giants aren't beating them in Geelong, especially there. Nah. You know what? If if it's going to be a week for GWS, for GWS to win, it might be this one. Mm. But I don't think Geelong can't lose this many in a row. Three in a row at GMHBA, the third one. Come yeah, on, no way. There, there won't be one GWS fan there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think enough. they're allowed to <laughs> enter the stadium. So probably I don't know, not. <laughs> <laughs> think about it, it's Geelong. Like it's like they've oh, got their own yeah. rules there, man. We don't know that. Like I think if they had guards that didn't allow GWS fans <laughs> in there, I wouldn't put it past them. Fair enough, especially now that they're. Renovating part of the stadium. Yeah, even so, less oh, do not enter. Sorry. Yeah, no way. There were no Adelaide fans a couple of weeks ago. So mm. yeah, fair enough. So the Cats are, yeah, I think the firm favourites on that one will go for them. Suns are hosting the Dogs in Gold Coast. Bit of a humid, dewy Do- football. Can they, can they do it? Form. Dog, yeah. I'd be interested to know when, when Miller and is back and these type of players. He's back. He's back way after the bye. Like we're yeah. talking, I think the aim for him is like around 18. Like Look, it's ages away. I'd like to see Gold Coast win, but I don't think they will. Yeah, the dogs have a bit too much power around the ground, don't they? Yep. Fair enough. Uh, Eagles are hosting the Bombers. Um, we can't. You can't tip the Eagles. Perth, yep. Move right, done. Yeah, Bombers. Uh, Tigers are hosting Port at the G. Port. Sorry. I would love to say the Tigers would win. Obviously, for my own reasons. Again, I'll say it every week. Port but doesn't even matter anymore. Honestly, mm. I think we just dropped the the pick talk with Port. As much as I love talking about it, I think we just don't need to anymore. Yeah, Look, you know what? Cool. Until they start losing, I won't bring it up. How about done, that? done. Right, no, because cool. we, we, we've gone on about it enough. The people are probably sick Fair of it. So. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, Paul's going to win. And I hope it rains so that Butters can get another 180 super. <laughs> yeah, yeah enough, that would be beautiful. Um, okay, so Collingwood is hosting the Ruse at Marvel, which Being maybe that's that'll Marvel. slightly help us. Let it hey, I don't I've got a feeling that man, nah, nah, it's just Collingwood are going to win. Matt's has gone Collingwood, George yeah. on Collingwood. I'll tell you what, boys. I was, yeah, at the, stuff, I was at the game, as I said. Last year, we gave them a bit of a run. They had to come from behind in the last quarter. I don't know. I don't know, man. Hey. Oh, I'll go to Pies. Yeah. <laughs> but I would love to be uh, in the game at halftime. That's sort of my barometer of this game. I'd mm. love you guys to win. But we don't always get what we want, do we? <laughs> no, very nah. rarely, George. I know, actually. I was gonna say, Carlton fan would know. <laughs> uh, almost exclusively, don't get what I want. Actually, <laughs> uh, okay. And the last game of the round, we did mention this earlier. The Crows hosting the Lions at Adelaide Oval. What do you think? That's a tough game to pick, but I'm gonna go with Brizzy away from home. They're just they're just such a good such a good side. You know, mm-hmm. and Led is going to have a tough game. If if Dawson doesn't step up, if Rochelle doesn't step up, they're just going to have a really tough time against that mm-hmm. Brisbane midfield. I think it'll be close, but I'm going to go Brisbane. You know what? I'll I'll back in the Crows at home. I think there's a, there's something in that. Okay. There's def- I think it's not as clear-cut as it would be if it was, you know, the Gab or something like that. Yeah. But I think Brisbane have shown a bit of a maturity this year and they're, they're a bit of a sleeping giant, I think, mm-hmm. this team. You know, it's easy to say Collingwood's the favourite for the flag, but Brisbane does look more mature this year. They had that one game against Port where they got slaughtered. Apart from that, they haven't really put a foot wrong. So, Yeah. It was that other disappointing game against the Dogs, wasn't it? And since then, yeah, they've been very solid. Fair enough. Okay. We'll see how we go. Um, it's pretty much everything. Mm. We'll a shout out uh, Montaki. Alex Montaki, thank you for your support on the pod. He wanted a shout out yesterday. Oh, fair so. enough. Shout out. Um, shout out Montaki. That's it. If you guys have any questions as well, we'll probably next week maybe do an Instagram um, 
post where we'll ask for some questions again. I think that was pretty fun to do the other week, so maybe we'll yeah. do it again. And Dean wasn't here for it. it was I wasn't myself, here for it. It was so. myself and George. So we've got to get we've got to give uh, Dean Dino the opportunity to answer some of I the uh, I missed out. You know, highly anticipated questions. So ask yeah. me about umpiring on North Melbourne. Let's go. Hey. Let's have a chat. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Please. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, look. Otherwise, I think yeah, just. Hit like on the video, subscribe, like we said, 100 subs. This guy's going to race Bo McCreary, so tune in for that one. Uh, we got all the other socials on the screen as always, but thanks for watching. We'll see you guys on the next one. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.